Bits, a brief podcast before the M&A and Tech Conference in Berlin. A very warm welcome to Tech Law Bits, a small podcast in preparation of the sixth M&A in the Technology Sector Conference in Berlin in March 2023. This is an international bar association conference and will be held on March 23rd and 24th. And one of the most visited sessions will, of course, be the roundtable session on hot topics in tech M&A. To give you a flavor of what to expect, I speak with most of the moderators of the roundtables on their specific topic. And today I'm kicking this off with Søren Skipstedt, who will be co-moderating a table on cybersecurity issues in M&A deals. Welcome to the show, Søren Skipstedt from Copenhagen um, in Denmark. How are you? Well, thank you very much, Martin. I'm fine. It's a wonderful day. It's a sunny day in Copenhagen and a good day to, to talk a bit about cybersecurity. It's, it's a good day to stay inside and look outside to enjoy the sun. Uh, same, <laughs> same in Berlin, very sunny weather, um, very good to talk about. Um, this, as I said, you're Søren Skipstedt from Chrome and Roymet in um, Copenhagen. Um, yeah, you and and you will uh, moderate a table at the roundtable session at our Berlin conference, and maybe you can say a little more about yourself and uh, the table topic and your co-host. You're doing this together with. Sure. Yeah. Uh, as as mentioned, uh, my name is Søren Skipstedt. I'm a partner with Chrome and Roymet in Copenhagen. I'm the practice head of uh, IT technology and cybersecurity in our in our firm, and I've been involved with the IBA for quite some years. Uh, I'm the former co-chair of the technology committee and the current co-chair of the presidential task force of cybersecurity, and we are aiming to uh, come out with a report, a guideline on global cybersecurity uh, within the next few months. My co-host uh, is uh, Joachim Johannesson, and I'm delighted uh, that we are doing this together. He's a prominent uh, lawyer from uh, Sweden, experienced within both cybersecurity and M&A. Right. And you being the, the co-host of the Presidential Task Force on Cybersecurity basically uh, equips you well, at least, um, to to moderate the table on overlooked cybersecurity risks in M&A Deals. So, what is the topic about, and what are the like overlooked um, risks you see there? Yeah. So, really, the baseline for this topic is that cybersecurity today is on the top three risks for private companies and uh, and government. And as a result, it needs to be a point of focus in in many deals. And I think um, it's fair to say that uh, it, it 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 hasn't been given the appropriate attention uh, globally uh, so far. And our aim with this uh, table topic is to equip uh, the IBA community you know, to better understand the, the cybersecurity risks associated with M&A deals and, and, and provide some input and inspiration as to how to approach that. So that's the basic idea. Absolutely. And, and how can that be basically transferred to M&A deals? What's the role of cyber threats um, there? Well, basically, uh, the uh, aim uh, when advising in M&A deals is really to um, you know, evaluate cybersecurity risks 
in the target against best practices. I mean, this might be detrimental to going concern for the company and might fully undermine the business case uh, of, uh, of the buyer. So you need to look into the cybersecurity throughout the entire life cycle of an M&A deal. So this is in the information memorandum. It's part of the due diligence uh, process, the Q&A uh, process. It's part of the uh, the agreement, the overall agreement, the reps and warranties, and maybe even you know the the insurance part. So 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 this goes throughout the uh, the the life cycle. And our aim here is to provide a little inspiration as to how to approach that. Right, and um, I mean, obviously you're you're looking at into. Um, seeing threats before they happen. I actually have a deal right now, a cyber a ransomware attack where, where, uh, where I was a little surprised as to the speed of negotiation on paying a ransom mm. and whatever. It turns out uh, after the, the thing was closed that there was a deal going on I didn't know about uh, in the mother company um, in, in, in the behind and, and people just wanted to close this. Obviously, disclose it to a potential buyer, but, um, but uh, basically have it solve before anything uh like has mm. been sold so is that something that we that you see that there's like eminent risks that are being bought or or seen and then uh basically taken into account i mean the case you're mentioning there is probably an unusual case if i understood it correctly yeah you know in in, in parallel with an m m a deal going on there is a ransomware attack i haven't seen that myself but of course it it it, it happens but the reality is if we take, you know, your example, a ransomware attack, I mean, it 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 might uh, be detrimental to uh, the turnover of the company. It might be detrimental to the compliance of the company, and depending on the industry, if it is financial security, uh, for financial services, it's the energy sector. You know, you might be exposed to a to a very big fine. Uh, uh, the reputation of the company, the trust in the company. I mean, it goes to all different kinds of parts of, of, of the company that might undermine, you know, the attractiveness of that company in the context of an, of an MA deal. So it's a very good example of why this needs to be on a focal point, uh, among others, of course, as part of an MA deal. Right. And what, what would you basically advise buyers to look especially into? I mean, you know, there's this old issue about, um, you know, I never know how much to invest into IT. I only know yeah. uh, there was not enough. Um, but so, so what, what are you looking at? What is your advice to when, when you know, invest in a company and looking particularly at, at cybersecurity risks there? So there's, of course, a, a technical part, which, you know, wouldn't be the, uh, the point of focus for, for a lawyer, but it could be a point of focus for a lawyer. Uh, to ensure that there is a technical due diligence in terms of do we have any malware in the system that is detectable? I mean, because that might, you know, come, come to life post closing and that's bad news. So one part, but, but the other part is really to assess the maturity of the company, uh, in respect of cybersecurity. So, so that goes to have the board of directors, top management, have they made a risk assessment? Uh, have they uh, identified the vulnerabilities in the context of that specific company, their specific valuable assets and their industry? Have they identified the risk appetite? I mean, uh, in, in, in the context of their risk assessment, are there plans, processes, policies uh, in place? Do they have a contingency plan? 
that is not online, that is physical, because otherwise they might not be able to, as, to access that uh, if there's a ransomware attack, for example. Is there reporting and control in place from the board of directors, the top management? And what about the culture and the people? And one of the weakest links here is, you know, people clicking on, you know, an email received, stuff like that. Culture and people matters really here. And that goes to the education, you know, the culture that is set from the top management point. And then ultimately, are they well advised in terms of competences available within the organization or externally? And do they have a you know clear allocation of responsibility for this? So 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 this goes to the maturity, the overall maturity of 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 the company that gives you a sense of whether this is a secure company to invest in. Absolutely, and that that is basically something the the uh, seller should have you know been doing all the time, or or if if it's if it's a good company has done in the past. So that that is basically ticking boxes, but you might identify issues that still need to be fixed before. Uh, Absolutely, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I I think it's fair to say that I'm still to discover a company that is you know compliant with what we would call best practices and including Nisto that is coming in Europe. Of course, we have a broader scope than Europe, but Nisto is coming uh, soon. It's it's in force uh, at the end of uh, 2024, but but I'm still to see any company that is close to being in compliance with that. So so, so it's a huge task and it 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 it, it is it is working progress all the time. Um, and you know, prior to an M&A deal, of course, you know, seller would be well advised, you know, to make sure that they have a reasonable maturity in place because if if you have a competent buyer uh, they would be uh, they would be looking for this you mentioned nis2 can you uh, like the less experienced maybe non so much technical uh, or tech lawyers what is nis2 about and where does it come yeah, from so yeah so this comes from uh, from eu uh, and it's a industry wide new regulation that is aiming to improve cybersecurity uh, in all societies within EU. And that would require top management to focus on this. It'll require virtually all companies, not all companies, but virtually all companies uh, to you know ensure that they have a certain level of maturity. And that goes to risk assessment, risk appetite, plans and processes, culture, and so on. And it needs to be starting from, from the top. It is a GDPR plus. I could say uh, regulation, so you would see, you know, big fines uh, of two percent of the annual global turnover of, of of any company, and of course it depends on the jurisdiction whether whether this is something that you'd be looking into in Denmark. You you wouldn't see fines of that magnitude, but potentially. So so this is a kind of a regulation focusing on cybersecurity that is uh, similar but, uh, to GDPR, but I would call it a GDPR plus regulation from the eu right and we'll see what that we know large companies will have to basically uh look for compliance with this too as well as they did with gdpr some do some invest a lot of money to be compliant others don't um so as always we will see how that uh uh, comes out and how that um, plays out um so um 
are there, I mean, when, when looking back at your table topic, uh, best practices 2023, do you, do you expect any controversial issues? Is there things that sellers, buyers would see differently? Are there things that you expect in different jurisdictions to be seen differently when, when we, you know, you sit around with 10 uh, colleagues from all over the world? Um, is there something you expect there? I mean, of course, there are certain areas uh, globally that are actually accepting uh, and to some extent promoting cyber attacks. Of, 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 and that is certain regions. I, I'm, uh, I'm not disclosing any, any, any secrets here by saying this is, uh, this is Russia, Iran, maybe China to some, uh, to some extent. Uh, but being a global organization like the IBA, we are promoting the rule of law, democracy, uh, and I think we want to be, you know, clear and voiceable about this is not acceptable. But it, it, it could be a point of controversy. But except from that, I think the point of discussion is really here. Why hasn't lawyers, you know, part of the IBA community, why haven't we been more swift in adopting this as an area of, of, of advice. There's a lot of value in doing this uh, proactively prior to an M&A process from the seller point of view, but also when you're advising a buyer, this topic cybersecurity may be detrimental to the entire rational of the, of, of the deal. Why haven't we been much more uh, active in developing this area when we're advising companies worldwide? I think that's something we, we, uh, we need to take on our shoulders and and improve immediately. Right. I think. I think. I mean, part of this is the uh, M&A um, or or the IBA's uh, conference on M&A in tech is basically aiming at just that to to basically mm. look at technology sector or and or technology law, legal advice in M&A. I mean, that is what you and I have been doing for quite some time mm. now. We've always looked at data protection. We always looked at IT licensing diligences. And now uh, since a couple of years, but I agree, maybe not enough, uh, we've been focusing on cybersecurity issues. Maybe last mm -hmm. question, um, Søren, uh, we, we will have uh, like big competition, I think 17 roundtables and only three rounds, I guess, uh, on on March 23 in the Ritz Carlton in Berlin, why would why would attendees um, be be yeah. uh, you know looking to to join your and Joachim's table? Yeah, you'll be listening to Joachim Johannesson's uh, uh, great experience with this uh, within this area. But except from that, you would you would gain a competitive advantage vis-a-vis -vis your competitors if you are able to take back from this table topic, you know. Um, the ability to advise uh, professionally on how to approach cybersecurity in an M&A context. And, 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 and I'm, I'm guessing now, but I think it's a qualified guess, that the vast majority of lawyers uh, do not have sufficient competences in advising professionally on this topic. You would be able to take that back if you're joining our uh, table in, in, in Berlin. And that's exactly what you should do. Um, uh, if you haven't done so, sign up for the um, M&A conference or M&A and tech conference. I will uh, put the link in the show notes. And um, the session we're talking about is on uh, March 23rd. 
23rd and it it's early it's the first session of the whole conference at nine o'clock or nine ten um and uh, well very much looking forward to seeing you uh Saren, and everybody else obviously as well thank you very much well thank you very much martin have a good day thanks you too It's... <laughs>